0: studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney, and we are pumped to take your calls, 888-825-5225. If you need a little help, a little advice to take the right next step with your life, your money, your relationships, your mental health, whatever it is, we want to attempt to do that for you today. Daniel kicks us off in San Jose. Daniel, welcome to the show.
1: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call today. Sure. How can we help? Yeah, so I'm a worship and media
0: director at a local
1: church here, and my wife and I are expecting our first child. Congrats. She Thank you. Yeah, she has had some complications and we've experienced some pretty big financial hits this year. So she is is out of work until she's due. So my question is I'm definitely called into the ministry, however, with these financial hits. um, Is it worth us, uh, is it worth myself going and looking for another job um, and leaving the ministry, looking for part-time? We just uh, really don't know uh, what steps to take, especially when we uh, feel
2: called into ministry. When When you say, I feel called, what does that mean?
1: I believe that the Lord has has designed me to be a worshiper and a worship leader, okay. and that's, that's my role at the church, is to lead people into worship and communion with Him.
2: Okay. What about, um, what's your calling at home? How would you describe that?
1: A husband and soon-to-be father and provider for the home.
2: Okay. So at some level, if we distill it all the way down, there's, there's a conflict between those two callings that you feel, right? Yep. Yep. So what I would suggest is this, um, if I was to label a call that I had in my life, I would say it's to help people have a little bit better day after they've interacted with me than before. And when I was younger, I attached a call to a job, to a title. And I started realizing that ministry is done outside of a church just as well as it's done and as much as it's done inside of a church. In fact, they're, 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 it's everywhere. It's how I treat the waitress. It's how I honor my wife and my kids. It's how I take care of my friend George when he screws something up. It's mm. it's a way of being. And so my challenge for you would be, A, ask yourself, and this is for you and your theological um, mind to to sit down and, and work through is God calling you to a job over um, taking care of your wife and kids in this season because the money you're making at this job is not paying your bills Correct. or can you be a person who brings people closer together Who connects people, whether you work at Burger King or whether you work on a stage at a church or whether you work changing tires at a local whatever, or you're a a counselor, can your call expand to I'm a person who brings people together? That's what I do. And if I somebody hands me a guitar and puts me on a stage, that's what I do it. If somebody, you know, hands me a wrench, I'm gonna turn it. I'm gonna make sure that guy and his family have a safe car to go on their vacation, I'm gonna bring that family together. You see what I'm saying? yeah and so when i started looking for my quote-unquote call which is a whole other conversation george that i think we in our culture just got sideways um i went looking for a job description and podcasting and youtube did not exist it wasn't a, it didn't it wasn't hadn't been invented yet and so i've learned that here's what i really think i'm good at and here's what i think I'm um have I've spent 25 years trying to be good at this thing like learning the craft of this thing whether it's on the radio whether Dave fires me tomorrow and I go do it in in a counseling office or I go back to be a professor whatever it is I just am going to continue to want people to be a little more peaceful after they meet with me right mm. I, th- I think that the idea of call expands much beyond job description right yeah. but yeah it's a hard it's said. a hard hard de- decision I also think this man if you choose to step away for a season A it's not forever and B grieve it. You're going to miss it. You get to play music every week, right? You get to write music and sit with hurting people. like that. That's something that you love to do, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tactically, Daniel, yeah. I see there's a few options here. Number one, I think we need to go to church leadership and tell them, honestly, your situation. Not with any expectation, but just to let them know, hey, here's what's going on. I don't want to leave this place, but right now I need to go pay some bills and I'm looking into some part-time jobs, and that's option one, is that you work there full-time and you take on a part-time job, which could affect you know, your family because you're gone and your wife is going through it right now, or you leave the ministry, maybe you do that part-time as a volunteer at the church, and you work full-time in a different role right now until you guys get yeah. some financial stability, and then maybe one day the role opens back up or it's still there and you go back to doing what you love. That's how I see it. I always like to give myself options, even if I don't love all of them.
2: Yeah, that's good. And I'll also pass this along again. I I I'll, I'm sure I'll get peop- an earful of other people's theology, but um, I had a mentor of mine one time. I was I was young. I was young. I was in my 20s, and I was back and forth and trying to find what God was asking me to do here and here and here, and I was all over the place. And he said something that was pretty transformative for me. And he said, has it ever occurred to you that maybe God doesn't care what you do? He just cares who you are on the way it is to wherever it is you're going? And Mm. that was a a significant shift for me. Because I think of the people all over the earth who are in hellacious situations. Um, And ask myself, are they being called to a three-car garage? Are they being called to... Be a person of honor and integrity and uphold their whatever their religious values are in the face of great oppression, in the face of in the face of great fear, in the face of God knows what. Right. And so this idea of call becomes a much more expansive thing than um, I have to work at this building at this job. That's just my thoughts, yeah. man. I could be way out to lunch. One man's opinion. There's people pulling over, screaming and yelling all over America right now. That guy's God. an idiot. Heretic. But, but even <laughs> how, <laughs> how does that sit with you, man?
0: That's great. What no, are you that's... leaning towards? <laughs>
2: that's great. That's
0: great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> if you we hang <laughs> no, up, what no, are you going not... to go do?
1: You know, I actually uh, have a meeting planned to talk to our leadership. Um... But I, I do feel that we need to we need to get some more income coming in.
2: Cool. Do you have another option? Like, if you had to go get a new job tomorrow, what would it be?
1: You know, I don't have, I uh, don't really have that lined up. But I'm willing to go flip burgers if that's what
2: it means. I know? knew you would. Hang on the line. I'm going to send you uh, my my buddy Ken Coleman, his Get Clear assessment that can give you some options to say, okay, here's what I'm really good at. Here's what I love doing. Here's what I think I've been called to do. And here are a million different places where I might be able to do those very things that I've never even thought of. Hang on the line here. We'll get it sent over to you on, on us. Blessings to you, brother. Congratulations on this new baby.
3: Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance.
0: Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, John, a piece of news crossed our desk, and we are not uh, men of the news, but we report news that I think is eye-opening to our viewers and listeners and helps them make good choices with their money, which is why I share this article from consumerfinance.gov. CFPB takes action against Bank of America for illegally charging junk fees, withholding credit card rewards, and opening Fake accounts and the CFPB, which is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, if you're not in with the cool kids, they ordered Bank of America to pay more than $100 million to customers for systematically double dipping on fees imposed on them with insufficient funds in their account, withholding those reward bonuses, uh, which they were promised to, and misappropriating sensitive personal information in order to open accounts without the customer's authorization or knowledge. Wow. This is dark stuff. I mean, this is some Wells Fargo level stuff. And I, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it's from Bank of America, which is probably the next worst bank out there. (laughs) But you said that so
2: dramatically. It's Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like they're, like they're. Oh my gosh. This is sad.
2: I, I think until the banking industry decides to align incentives across the board, right? And what I mean by that is we're talking about it off air. If person x has an incentive and they have no skin in the game down the road they're going to do whatever they can to meet their incentive in their local market right and on and on and on it goes down the road until you get an entire culture where cutting corners making numbers for the end of the the quarterly um, returns it just becomes a huge mess
0: oh man this is wild so to fully understand what happened here. There
2: it goes. Yeah. Sales to meet to meet now so disbanded sales goals. So here's here's how it happens. Explain this. So you have a local teller who is told, if you get this many open accounts, then you get a bonus. That person doesn't have to deal with any of the accounts, doesn't manage the account. That's my job. I will get you 10. And then it gets to the end of the month and somebody comes in and opens a checking account. And there's no skin off anybody's nose if he goes ahead and just opens a savings account and a money market account as well. And I get to book three. I got three. Well, then let's say that savings account has a, a minimum. And then this person gets a, a bill, right? For $10 because you didn't have the minimum of an account you didn't open. And then the next teller opens it and goes, well, you opened it on this date. And it just snowballs that way, right? Mm-hmm. And that person gets his, gets his thing. Then the person collecting overdraft fees gets theirs. And it rolls all the way up. It's the same as back in the mortgage, the, the the mortgage-backed securities issue. The bank who made the loan to that mortgage didn't have to hold the payoff. They sold it right away, so they had no. In- they the only incentive was to make the loan. Not can this guy actually pay this loan back someday? I don't care about that. I'm selling the sucker. I just need to make the loan today. And if you keep passing the buck, passing the buck, and everybody doesn't have skin in the game, you get these big, huge collapses when the whole thing falls over, man. Or you get big, systematic, cultural schemes like this kind of nonsense,
0: man. That's pretty wild that the employees illegally applied for and enrolled consumers in credit card accounts without their knowledge or authorization. They, in some cases, illegally used or obtained consumers' credit reports without their permission to complete applications. So the customer hadn't even completed the application, like you have an account now. Here's your line of credit. Goodness gracious, that's frightening. And this is not the first time uh, they've got a little slap on the wrist to the tune of a few million. In 2014, the CFPB ordered Bank of America to pay $727 million in redress to its victims for illegal credit card practices. In May of 2022, they had to pay $10 million in a civil penalty over unlawful garnishments. And later in 2022, because they didn't learn their lesson, another $225 million and required it to pay hundreds of millions in dollars in redress to consumers for botched disbursement of state of unemployment benefits at the height of COVID-19.
2: Well, and, and that makes me think this. The bank has, uh, as of March 31st, two, $2.4 trillion in consolidated assets and $1.9 trillion in domestic deposits, right? So that's oh. a four, four and a half ish trillion dollar bank.
0: So these fines, you're like $700 million. You're like, eh.
2: Cool. Where do, I send, where do I send the check? Right. Um. And it's that. again, these little slap on the wrist, $100 million, which sounds like the end of time for you and me is like, okay, that's the price of doing business when you're making $4 trillion. Right? Yeah.
0: So the lesson learned here, number one, don't do business with Wells Fargo or Bank of America or any of these big scummy companies Uh, we love local community banks credit unions that's a great place to do your banking locally and uh, another piece of this is don't play with debt because they are snakes and they will get you and i have a healthy distrust of banks because their name is stamped all over stadiums and the biggest buildings downtown and your name isn't and that tells me they're winning so when they're marketing to you with all these sweet commercials and there's like smiling families and they're telling you how they can get you a great deal on a loan run away. It is a horror movie waiting to happen. I don't know. Any other advice there, John, when it comes to banking? This is just, it's just sad. And we've been talking, we've been talking trash about these folks for years now.
2: No, it's just until, until...
0: But switching your bank is so much, work. people are like, eh, it's too much work. It's worth the work to get out from under these guys.
2: This this just reminds me of, you know, the, the industry that I love, higher ed, until... People get serious about making it right. It's going to continue to help some people and really hurt other people. Mm. And it's just going to, man. It's one of those things, man. I wish we could just get in there and solve the problem before it becomes so catastrophic that you
0: have to rebuild something out of ash. Yeah, It doesn't have to be that way, but here we are. There we go. All right, let's go to the phones. Michael's up next in Huntsville, Alabama. Michael, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking
0: my call. Sure. What's going on with you?
4: Hey, well, um, I'll try to get straight to my point. Uh, a lot came available in, in a neighborhood that my wife and I are uh, is highly desirable for us, and we're trying to figure out if we want to sell our, our current residence, our house, and uh, start a construction loan and temporarily move into an apartment while the house is being built, and then uh, once the house is built, uh, just have the primary mortgage on the new property and the new uh, new lot.
0: Okay, sounds reasonable so far. Do you guys have the money to do all this?
4: Well, we would we would definitely have to sell our house uh, to start the the construction loan. Um, okay, so that's a big move. But what
0: would the net profit be if you sold the house? What would you get after fees and paying off the mortgage? Oh, uh,
4: we would probably get around two hundred thousand out of my house in net profit. Uh, we could sell it for about three hundred, and we we owe about eighty on it right now.
0: Cool. So you have two hundred to put down. What would yeah. that mean for your construction loan and the primary mortgage later on? Well, the
4: primary mortgage loan, we're looking around probably, um, uh, probably around a four hundred thousand dollars house, um, give or take. You know, we have to buy the lot. Uh, the lot's about ninety thousand. Uh, so, so you're talking we're half a at million right now. Yes, about about five hundred thousand, and All give in. or take in total. Yes.
0: Okay, and you have two hundred of that. Yes, we have two hundred of that. So that would leave you with about a three hundred thousand mortgage once this is all said and done.
4: Yep, uh, about a three hundred thousand dollars mortgage uh, once we get everything finalized. After we've stayed in an apartment for,
0: uh, I guess, a year or so. And what's your income?
4: Uh, our income right now, uh, gross, is about one hundred seventy thousand. Awesome. One hundred sixty-five.
0: Great income. Okay. So, what is your concern in all of this?
4: Well, we're just concerned with the market, you know, with the uh, the interest rates and how how high it was uh, is. We're, we tried to buy a house about a year ago, and and it kind of fell through because we were just kind of nervous about uh, getting out and selling our house, and then getting a higher interest rate uh, with the way the market's going. Because we we bought our house in 2019 right before all uh, the craziness happened, and we're just kind of scared to, I guess, jump off into the deep end. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to make this huge decision based off of the interest rate being higher or lower. I want you to make the decision because okay. you're ready for it financially and it's what you guys really want to do. Okay. So I would jump on to our mortgage calculator at RamseySolutions.com. You're probably looking at, I want you to do a 15-year fix where the payment's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay. I think you guys can get there with this income if that's stable and this could be a great move for you. It's obviously a lot of work. You're going to sell the thing. You got to go rent. It's going to take more time than you think. It's going to be more expensive than you think. But it doesn't sound unreasonable. John, did I miss anything? All right, we did it. We solved at least one problem today, right here on The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We are grateful you are joining us right now. And if you're enjoying the show, I would ask you to do one thing it's a free show. What I'm asking you to do is completely free, and it's easy, it's quick and that is to share the show. Please consider subscribing, hit the follow button wherever you're hanging out with us, leave a review, and uh, especially share this with people in your life that you love, people that you want to see win in every area, whether that's money, relationships, mental health, or career. That's what this show is all about. And uh, I was talking to a, a fan that was out there visiting John. He was like, I don't watch the news anymore. I just watch the Ramsey show and my life is just better because there's
2: no question about that
0: we don't do a lot of uh, if it bleeds it leads kind of headlines around here the callers call in with their questions and we yeah, try there's to help plenty
2: them. of blood on the show as is yeah
0: we don't need any more of that and so uh, we appreciate all of you who have shared this with people and you never know what impact you're going to have that one episode could spark something in their life to where transformation happens and uh, we're grateful for all of that so thank you thank you thank you let's go to austin in dallas up next austin welcome to the show Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. What's going on?
5: Yeah, so um, I I don't know if it's pretty simple or not, but um, I have a mortgage. Uh, It started, it was a $382,000 property, and I put 20% down. Um, So there's about 300 left on the mortgage. And I have a family member that could help me pay off that mortgage. And so I was trying to figure out if that's a good idea or not. And if that would be the best use of their money, but and if so, what would be like a the best fair way to go about doing that?
2: That was the uh,
0: that was the vaguest way you could have described that. <laughs> be a little more specific. Yeah, what was this conversation like? Did they bring this up? Did you bring it up? Is this a gift? Is it, Is it your loan? dad? Is
2: it some weird cousin that's going to expect stuff? Tell us more. <laughs> uh, no, it would be uh,
5: my, one of my parents, my mom, and you know, just uh, collectively my parents. And then they would, she just, my mom has some savings and she's looking to do something with that savings, but she's not quite sure. uh, We must come from
0: different households because some savings and she has an extra 300 grand laying around is a very different scenario. That's amazing. She has done very well.
5: Uh, Yeah, she's put in a lot of work over a long period of time.
0: Is this a large part of her world and her, is this retirement? Where's the savings coming from and what would she use it on? instead of this?
5: I'm not quite sure what, it would be a significant portion of her, you know, total wealth. Right. Um, but at least, I mean, somewhere I'm, I'm not quite sure. How did this come up, man? She and I were just talking about it and she knows that I have a mortgage. I just got the house not too long ago and she would use her funds to either purchase another rental property. Um, purchase a home or a property and, you know, try to have her money grow that way.
2: Here's why I don't like this. I don't like it because you don't have peace in your spirit about it. There's something about this that is giving you pause, whether you're wondering if mom actually has this money, whether um, sometimes parents give gifts and it's their way of putting hooks deeper in their kids or, um, You don't want to be responsible for something down the road. I don't know what it is, but you don't have peace in your spirit about this. I got no problem with parents who want to surprise their kids and pay off their house. I think that's amazing. I would love to be in that financial position to do that for my kids someday. Um, but that doesn't sound like the case here. It would be just
5: more. Is that the best use of her money? You don't. You don't
2: like. This sounds weird. I don't think you get a
0: vote in how she uses her money. Right. Um, and truthfully, I, the better use of the money for her without you being involved is she goes and invests this money in a mutual fund and it becomes her retirement plan. So I don't think it's about is this the best use? If this is just a gift out of her heart and she says, I have this money, it's not going to affect my retirement. My, it's not going to affect my financial world. I just want to bless you with it. That's amazing. But it, I don't know that that's the case here. And that's the piece that gives us pause.
5: Right. Well, I think that, you know, I it would, I would be treated at the very least as like a gift. So I'd want to return that to her over a
2: period of time.
0: See, that's what worries it me. This
2: is a big old loan that she wants an ROI on. D- just say, no, thank you, mom. I love you too much. I'd walk away now. Yeah.
0: Or okay. it's, hey, remember Fair that time I paid off your mortgage? Now take care of me for the rest of my life because I don't have any retirement when well, I'm the, broke.
2: The way you just said that put the puzzle piece together for me, it sounds like she's going to go get a rental property and expect cash back or she's going to pay your mortgage off and instead of you paying your mortgage to the mortgage company, you're going to pay mom,
0: right? Or when you sell it, she goes, okay, I'd like my 300 now because I kind of need it. I'd love to get a rental property with it. And you go, whoa, I thought that was my money because it was a gift. Yeah.
5: So, I think I'd be totally fine with that though, because I think that that would be fair, right? Like if you, you don't know what the future holds. In.
2: No. Cause then it's just a big long loan. It's just a loan yeah. with no interest.
5: Right. Now, and that's where the question, like what is the best and most fair way to handle it would be, but not handling it all might be the solution. I,
2: I I'm going to you what I would do in my house. I would say, thank you so much for the offer. It means the world to me. Um, I want to be all grown up, and so I'm going to go through the process and do this myself. And if I've got total peace in my spirit about something, then I'm all in. But you don't have that. I don't have that for you. And it sounds like there's going to be some strings attached to this that's just going to muddy the relationship between a father, I mean, a son and his mother. And man, let's keep that as as, as pure as possible. It's one of the most important relationships you'll ever have.
0: Well said. Retweet. Thanks for the call, Austin. Zach is up next in Kansas City. Zach, welcome to The Ramsey Show.
6: Hey, George and John. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. What's up, man? Well, uh, we're new to Financial Peace University. My wife and I, we just started our classes this week. Awesome. Um, We've got our budget plan in place and all that. Uh, We've got a two-year-old son and a daughter on the way. Um, we're exiting the army pretty soon after seven years and traveling back to St. Louis to be a part of a family business. And we have other entrepreneurships we do as well, but, um, we have the option to live with my in-laws until we find a house or take on a mortgage. Um, but I'd like to try and pay cash for a piece of property and then build or pay for it as we go. And as we can afford it, um, currently we don't have any debt and almost 50 grand in the bank, um but it's it's going to put some stress on my in-laws I'm sure. They love us and their grandkids and they're willing to house us until we're ready to move somewhere and with the current housing situation I'm hesitant to buy a home. I just want to see what y'all thought of it.
0: Mm. So did they invite you or did you ask them, "Hey, we're exiting the military. Would you guys be cool with us living with you for a while?"
6: Yeah, we had a family sit-down discussion and um it it you know as a as a father and a um provider for my family. It's, it's kind of hard for me to be willing to, to live with someone like I should be able to provide, right. I should be able to afford to home, you know, my family and stuff. So it's kind of, I'd like to be able to just go and buy a house, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to take on a mortgage if I don't have to. And then I can potentially set us up for real financial success. You know, but they, they're <laughs> if you're
2: still married,
6: exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, you know.
0: if you're still married after living with your in-laws and your little kids, based on how you said this, it's going to put stress on them. You've got another little baby on the way. This is going to be chaos. And so I would, you're not throwing away money by renting for a year as you continue to save up a down payment. And if you want to pay cash, that's great. I wouldn't sit on the sidelines for the next 10 years as you wait to save up cash. So if you can do this quickly, That's a plan. But otherwise, I'd wait till you can afford a 15-year fixed rate where the payment's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay.
2: And let me say, I'll I'll even go one step further, George. If this is you saying no just because of your ego, Zach, I'm a provider and I'm a man, and you have an an opportunity to fast-forward the financial future of your life, of, of your family's life significantly by just sucking it up for six months, and you and your wife and your mother-in-law and your father-in-law sit down and draw up some things in writing, I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it if you're gonna be moping around and, and uh, uh, the whole time there's no end date on this thing and it just turns into four months, turns into eight months, turns into a year, turns into it never ends, right? So if there's some clarity there and it's just your ego, I don't have a super big problem with it, but I'm with George, man. It sounds like the right move is to go rent a place, a tiny little place that y'all can suck it up and, and, and manage it until y'all can get that house.
0: Yeah, I've just rarely had people call in and say we live with our in-laws for a year and it was just amazing and it was the best thing ever. It's always like we live with our in-laws because we to save money. So tread with caution. Thanks. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 27.1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Martin Short once said, if you have wonderful moments, don't second guess them, just enjoy them. I like that. Just be present, Sean. Have you ever tried that for once? <laughs> I love Martin Short. Good guy. Good I don't I'm not friends with him. I don't know him, but I'd love to be. Martin, if you're listening. Appreciate that. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tyler's up next in Jackson, Mississippi. Tyler, what's going on?
7: Hey, uh no, I was just trying to call because um, I'm I'm young and I've kind of gotten into this bad I guess ending was just being money and I I make a lot and I I didn't really grow up making a lot. And I was just trying to see what all y'all, you know, y'all give me advice on. Um, I work for the railroad. Uh, I started at, I mean, I I turned 19 right when I started in in the the industry. Um, I make around 123,000 a year. That's not including overtime or any other benefits paid. Um, and I don't have any debt other than one car I recently bought about a year ago. And that was just so I know I can get back and forth to work. Um, and other than that, that's the only that I have. That's probably around twenty five thousand. Uh, but I've just obviously noticed, you know, every other paycheck because I get paid twice a month that I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and I just don't know where this money is going other than me just blowing it because I never had it. Um, and everybody gives me advice, and I just was trying to see what all y'all had to say about it.
2: Well, dude, I, I I've got my opinions on the railroad, man. So i I I know the work you do is hard and it is unforgiving and. I actually understand when you say, I got to get a car because I can't not show up because I know about right. all that mess. Um, can you, if, if George and I walk you through this, will you make us a promise that you will never listen to knuckleheaded advice from somebody in the yard ever again? <laughs> yeah, I promise. All right. Because this is your, you've been listening to them and here we are, right? So you're going to listen to two knuckleheads on the radio
0: instead. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. So you told Fair us, you're like, I don't know where my money's going, man. I get these paychecks and they disappear and they're big paychecks. Give us some guesses right. as to where the money is going. If you had to rank them from most frivolous, here's where I know it's going, to least, give me like the top three categories. Okay.
7: Uh, let's say uh, we I still live at home with parents. Me and my girlfriend both live at home with, 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 my, with my parents. Uh, we like to go kind of get out of their way and we go... Out and eat that's a big thing eating um, out yeah and then um just trying to live being young we go to you know water parks or places like that um you know and things that you know you you wouldn't think that cost that much but just going out just enjoying the time we have um i'd so I'd say like you're just going and paying for like water parks or museums stuff like that or, tra- or traveling I guess would be a good way to say it um. And then whenever I actually have the time off, it's going to get two off days a week. Yep. Um, so where, I mean, you don't then, even have
0: rent and you're blowing 120 grand a year. What's your right. car payment?
7: I, I, uh, I pay $595 a month on my car.
0: Okay. So that's one place your money's going. That's a big chunk.
7: In my insurance, I pay for, unfortunately, mine and my mother's vehicle, and it's around um, it's about $500 a month as well. So technically, I'd say it's about a $900 payment because you really have, have, have to go. Cause you
2: have to All have right, to that ends it. August 15th. Right. Here's why. You're going to get out and get yourself an apartment. You make $123,000, no more living at mommy's house, okay? Right. right.
0: You, you know what helps you stop spending when you have real bills like rent to pay? And that goes, uh, you know, we can't eat out as much because we got to pay rent.
2: Yes, but you get out of mommy's yeah. house from this point forward, okay? And here's, here's right. why I'm telling you that. You're changing your family tree. And right. if you and girlfriend... Girlfriend's <laughs> loving the fact that you've won the lottery, making $125,000 a year. <laughs> your parents are loving the fact that you made $125,000. I mean, this sounds like a movie. You hear that, right? Well, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. All right, so you yeah. have to decide... I'm done with this life. I'm going to get my own place. I'm going to start budgeting my money. I am going to take control of this because I have a lottery ticket. And, by the way, there will come a time when the railroad slows way, way, way down.
7: It is right now. We're actually – they just started changing our schedule. They're going to start – and you're going to be sweeping uh, the yard.
2: For a quarter of your hourly pay. Right? Or you're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. I, I've got somebody that I love and care about who had to go move to another city to get work, right? So yeah. that they could they right. could get on on the board. So here's the thing: you're gonna have to create some uh, significant savings, really like a farmer, because there's years when it rains right. and years when it doesn't, right? Right.
0: Do you have any money right. in the bank right now? To be honest, no. I Tyler, really you, mean, you got I mean, no bills. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. Here, here's what we need to do. Number one, this car needs to get paid off as soon as possible. I'm not going to tell you to sell it because I think you can pay it off quickly with this income, but that means, yeah, we, this, you know, what's your take home pay? Are you getting seven grand a month?
7: Uh, I'd say, let's see, it's usually about anywhere from. Three thousand to uh, close to four a check. So I'd say seven. So I'm spot or, on. Uh, I'd say about seven thousand five hundred to eight thousand.
0: Okay. So here's what we need to do. We need to start sending six grand a month to that car lender. Six thousand a month. You hear?
2: Oh yeah. Which six, means yeah. we're
0: going to cover insurance. And is is covering mom's insurance long term? Is this like a quid pro quo because you're not paying rent or what?
7: Um. Uh, it's yeah. I, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I mean, it's literally one of those where. I'll, you don't, you know, you live here so you can help do this kind of thing, right?
2: That's why right. you don't live there no oh. more. That's why you do not live there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's you're not really living rent free when you owe someone else's insurance payment. So right, that's number right. one. We got to sure. start throwing a whole bunch of money at this car loan debt snowball. You only have one loan. You said that's it. Your only debt. That's it. And right. I, I, mean, using, I
7: have like one credit card. There it like is, a two hundred dollar
0: You know what's going to help your spending? But, but, Cutting up that credit card but, but, and sticking to cash and debit cards. I'm telling right, you, yeah. that changes the game because when you swipe right. that debit card and it's your own money, you think differently. When you hand over another $100 bill at the grocery store, when That's you're eating your, out, it hits right. differently. So those are the two things you yeah. got to do today. The other thing I'm going to do is gift you, if you're willing to use it, you got to promise me you're going to use it, is every dollar Premium. Okay. That is our budgeting tool and it has all these awesome features like paycheck planning. It connects to your bank account. You can drag up all the transactions and the categories and this needs to be like your you're new good. hobby. Is just tracking transactions, everything you spend. And if it's not in the budget, because you said you're going to spend $200 on groceries this month, then it doesn't happen. And by the way, when you're in debt, you're not eating out. You got one singular goal, and it's to get out of that car debt. And that's going to make your girlfriend hate you, isn't it? Like, Yeah, it used to be so fun. We used to go out and have fun. You're like, yeah, I'm broke. I have no expenses, and I still can't make my paychecks work, which means if you want to be with a man who can take care of you, he's got to figure his crap out right for, all right now and hey for,
2: yeah. i want you to hear what i'm going to say cuz um i've been making jokes and laughing i'm being very serious okay okay upwards of 70% of lottery winners go bankrupt wow millions and millions of dollars and they go bankrupt they lose everything wow Be- because of two reasons number 1 they did not come up with a plan for their money and all right. those millions and millions of dollars did was magnify who they already were and who they already were was someone who just spends recklessly and spends money they don't got and takes out loans and gets whatever they want and doesn't say no and all that stuff. The second right. reason people who win the lottery go bankrupt is they're surrounded by leeches. People who want a piece and want a piece and want a piece. And I'll even go a third and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say altruistically. It feels good when you just pick up the tab for everybody, doesn't it? feels awesome right yeah and when you can take your girl out anywhere y'all want to go we're gonna go to sizzler tonight honey and she's like all right no more arby's for us we're going to golden corral right i mean it feels awesome right 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 the people get used to that it becomes an entitlement and then it's hey will you pick up my insurance hey you got to pay groceries hey you got to pay the light bill Because suddenly you're everybody else's cash register. So I want you to take the stuff George has given you for free and internalize it in your soul and come up with a plan for this money so a decade from now, the entire family tree you come from is different because you made six figures and you worked that money and you were intentional with that money.
0: Hang on the line. We'll gift you one year of every dollar premium. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously.